it definitely isn't anything that you've done and it obviously isn't anything whatever woman that yeah. you're having your business meeting with has done yeah. because I don't even know who that is. Yeah. But I have appreciated the fact that you have allowed me to feel those feelings, validated those feelings, and done something to help alleviate those feelings for me. That builds trust. Yes, absolutely. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do if your husband keeps lying to you. That hurts. Yeah. So we got an email. Okay. And here's the gist of it. A wife talking about her husband. She says, he has a lying problem, which I told him he had to get counseling for, and recently he has done some online counseling for it. However, his lies did continue, and I wanted to be done. He asked for one more chance, and I said, okay. I'm trying my hardest to take steps forward and not sure how to do it. I would greatly appreciate any advice you could possibly give me. Lying, deceit, breaking of trust is one of the hard things in a relationship because it is so easy to lose. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take many actions or experiences to lose that trust. And it takes 10 times the amount of actions over a long period of time with consistent behavior to rebuild or regain trust. Because right. there's one part of your brain, if you've been lied to, your survival brain, which says, I don't want to be made a fool again. Right. I don't want to be played. I don't want to be tricked. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel dumb. And if I allow him to lie to me, then, you know, it's again, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Right. You get in that very protective state, that very guarded, protective survival brain right. state. Right, right. And it sounds like that's what this wife is struggling with because the husband being lied to once and getting caught in it is one thing. Being caught multiple times, it causes harm exponentially. Yes. It's not just one plus one equals two. It's one on top of one equals nine. Right. It's just bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm glad to hear that he's doing some counseling. I'm glad to hear that he's doing, he called it online counseling in there. I don't know what that means. There's all sorts of versions of online counseling, whether that's just through text, whether that's once a month, whether right. that is regularly via Zoom or Skype sessions or whatever it is. I'd be curious the type of counseling that he's doing, because when it comes to lying, the number one thing that's going to help build that trust again is transparency. Right. It's his willingness to say, you can check up on me. You can look at anything I've done. You have access to my phone. You have access to the history of everything that I've done. Not because I need you to police me, but because I want you to be able to alleviate that survival part of your brain. Right. That says I'm not getting all the information. But I want to be really, really clear here. He needs to have the willingness to offer up transparency. Yes. She doesn't always need to take it. 
Exactly. Because if she starts to do that, now they get into this nasty dynamic of she is the policeman. She's making sure that he's doing the right behavior instead of him taking responsibility for himself. It actually becomes nasty codependent relationship. He becomes resentful and it actually takes it out of adult to adult relationship and it moves it into a parent child relationship. Right. Parents have to check up on their kids to make sure they're doing the right thing. I did that with my son this morning because he forgot to take the trash out last week and my wife had to get up and, well, my wife did get up at six in the morning and took the trash out the next day. And my son forgot to take out the recycling three days in a row this week. So I reminded him today and he's in a huff now because I reminded him and I was parenting him. I was being parental and treating him like a child, even though he's a a teenager. He doesn't like being treated like a child. Imagine a 35-year-old guy who has a wife who's treating him that way. Instantly, you hit that resistance. You hit that that defensiveness. You hit that survival brain, which says, I don't want to be treated this way. And usually you trigger people to hide more, to hunker down more. And it becomes a defeating or self-defeating process. Well, and I think after time, then you just start to behave the way that you're being treated. Yep. So if you're being treated like a child, if your spouse is parenting you all the time, Well, there's no point in growing up or trying to be responsible because I still get treated like a child no matter what. So I might as well just be what I'm expected to be. Exactly. The other dynamic that's playing into this situation um, is they actually don't have shared values around this. They don't have a connection on this. So, for instance, you and I. When I'm making a decision about work, my schedule for work, how much I work, my availability at work, I don't set my schedule and then come to you and say, this is what I'm working. I go, honey, this is how many hours I need to get. When do you want me to end in the evening? Do you want me to work weekends? Do you want me to work nights? Where are those boundaries? I actually include you into my decision making Even as an independent business owner, I realize I'm not independent. I am a husband. I am married to a wife who has feelings. My decisions are going to affect you. We have a standing rule that if I have an appointment with a woman, and again, I have lots of business meetings with lots of people, and some of them are women, and if at any point your little spidey senses go off, you're going, "Mm, I don't feel comfortable with you meeting with that woman. It's not a matter of me arguing why I should get that. The first answer is I will cancel the meeting. Now, Let's talk about why that might be uncomfortable, what's right. going on. Right. But I will defer to you. Your feelings matter. Remember that? Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's been plenty of times that you've said, well, I can you can come with me if you want. Yeah. And so I've been to <clears throat> meetings with you yeah. and I can't always explain what triggers that yeah. sense inside of me that says this doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah. It definitely isn't anything that you've done and it obviously isn't anything whatever woman that you're having your business meeting with has done because I don't even know who that is. But I have appreciated the fact that you have allowed me to feel those feelings, validated those feelings and done something to help alleviate those feelings for me. That builds trust. Yes, absolutely. That's what needs to happen in this relationship. That's the steps that he can do to start building trust. But her question is actually, what can I do in the marriage? Right. And I want to be able to answer that for her. So you're the woman here. What do you think she needs to do in the relationship when it's still in that tenuous? I mean, normally I would say that she has to give him the benefit of the doubt. but The benefit of the doubt is bitter in the butt. Yes, 
And so that's not wise anymore. You want a hint? Yes, please. <laughs> Here's the hint. Um, with a lot of my clients, a lot of my couples that I work with, I talk about how you have to talk about the process and the problem. So the problem is the lack of trust. Right. The uneasiness that she's having with him. And the process is right now you're getting a text on your phone and I don't know who that text is from. And I'll just admit to you that it makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm not saying that you're doing anything wrong, but because this is where we're at in our relationship, we're going to call it the elephant in the room and I am being a little bit triggered. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that right now. His responsibility is to say that totally makes sense. I have lied to you. You have reason to mistrust me. You're welcome to have access to my phone anytime you want it. Here you go. You can look at this one. You can watch me answer this text right now. What happens typically, again, is when the wife has a much stronger overreaction right. of her own pain, her own hurt, her own disappointment, her own frustration. And again, she either moves in that heavy parenting policing mode, trying to make sure he behaves, which will be toxic and nasty, or she moves into a victim mode. I can't fix it anyway, and there's nothing I can do about it. And so I'm just going to get out of here and I'm just going to move on to the next thing. Neither one is is healthy or good or right. a way to survive this process. So you have to talk about it in the moment. It's like having a cancer diagnosis. It's like, okay, we want to go to Disneyland, but I, we just got this diagnosis of cancer. It means that I can't move as much. It means that we're limited in our time. We right. have to bring this medication. We have to fly these certain times. We have to stay in this kind of hotel. You're talking about the process because this unhealthy cancer is now part of your story. Right. And I love that piece of talking about the process because sometimes you don't actually have the words for what you're feeling. Yep. The only thing that can come out is accusations or pointing the finger. Yep. And instead, it's much easier probably to be able to say, I don't know who that text was from, but I know that it's triggering me. Yep. I'm worried. I'm feeling like I want to accuse you of doing something wrong, but I don't have all the information, so I can't. But that's just what's in me. That's yeah. what I want to do. And But I want to be respectful in our marriage. I don't want to be hurtful. I want to behave appropriately and respond appropriately. But here's what is going on. Yeah, that's a brilliant way to put it. I have these feelings and I'm still going to have good behavior. Right. That shows the sign of a mature person. Now, one thing is going to be necessary for her if this relationship is actually going to truly rebuild trust is there needs to be the context or the opportunity for her to actually tell him how badly this hurt. Yes. The consequences of his lying. And he needs to be, again, be able to listen, understand, validate. Most of the time, guys who don't have that skill set, there has to be a third person in the room, a counselor in some right. way who can facilitate that conversation so that he can start to understand the natural consequences of his poor decisions and his decision to lie. Right. Without him saying, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, that's called minimizing. Right. Or even justifying. Mm -hmm. And that becomes problematic. For the relationship to heal, they probably need to have some couples counseling or right. at least have she can join in on his online sessions where she has a chance to be part of this because it isn't just his problem anymore. No. It's now a problem in the relationship. It's a cancer in the relationship. And it can be healed. It absolutely yep. can be healed. The relationship might be tender for a while because yeah. it's going to take one more time where he gets caught lying 
and now it's like that's it there's a pattern here and i just can't handle this anymore and a lot of people actually do leave at that point as a counselor i actually think sometimes it's necessary because if there's an if there's a repeated pattern of of escalating behavior right you can't make the other person stop and you you do need to probably have some appropriate boundaries in place right but if the person's doing the work they're still not going to be perfect they have a growth chart they go through right. where they're trying to figure out how to get better at this and well, and and we've talked about this too where as you're learning and you're growing and you're making the changes you still slip up yep. but the faster you catch yourself and yep. say oh I, I fell into that pattern. I'm sorry. I lied to you again. Before your spouse has come to you and, and you catch yourself, that's a sign of change and Very growth. Much. And that's not one of those points where you go, oh, one more time. I'm out of here. Yep. So for her, talking about both the process and the problem, the cancer. Here's mm-hmm. why it's hard to trust you. Here's what I'm thinking in this moment. And they need to work through it together. Yes. It's actually not just her anymore. Right. That's, right. that's what I would tell this nice lady who was kind enough to email us hopefully yeah. this provides a little bit of clarity or some answers for her so that she might know what the next step is that she needs to take in this yeah if this sounds like your relationship and you need a little bit of personalized help or some understanding of what to do you're actually welcome to do what she did which is she actually emailed us that would be shannon at securemarriage.com or paul at securemarriage.com. Or if you don't want to actually talk to us yet and you just want to get some more information on how to make your marriage better, securemarriage.com has a little free quiz right at the top you can take, which will tell you how good your marriage is doing and the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework. From there, there's other little free courses that come into your email box just because we're just that nice. Yep. Other than that, thank you so much for sending in this question and we look forward to talking to everyone next time. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.